Welcome back to Talking Ball with B. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and a good New Year. Uh, unfortunately, the Bucks not starting the New Year off very well. During December, they had a great month. 11-2, and two, were playing some good basketball. The offense was really clicking. And then the New Year hit, and it all went to shit. Bucks, since the New Year, are one in three, two losses to the Pacers, which that just sucks because Halliburton, you know what he does. He's just talking and talking and showing us up, and we couldn't stop them to save our lives. And then after that, we got a very narrow win against the San Antonio Spurs, who, by the way, suck. And then last night got beat pretty handily by the Houston Rockets without Dylan Brooks. So figured I needed to talk about this. This year has been, as you see by the title, a Dame disappointment. <laughs> Pun intended. Dame was billed as this guy who was just an incredible shooter, the closest thing to Steph Curry, and a top 75 NBA player in history, the next superstar, the first superstar that Giannis has ever played with. And he is just not living up to those expectations yet. I not saying I'm not saying that I don't have faith that he's going to get there eventually and by playoff time all of this could be moot and he's rolling hopefully hopefully that's the case but so far this year he is just he's a little older so he's he's looked his age he just can't shoot it's so weird this guy that was billed as the closest thing to Steph Curry if you asked anybody in the league who do you think is the top three point shooters in the league they would say Steph Curry, and then, I mean, a few years ago, maybe they would have said Clay because the Splash Brothers were on fire, but Clay's nowhere near that level now. I guarantee you, everybody would have said Damian Lillard, number two, but he just not shooting good. He's not shooting well at all. So I pulled up his stats, and we're going to look at his percentages. So, field goal percentage. This year, he is shooting 42.8%. He has only had three seasons where he shot worse than that. So, not the greatest. And then let's look at three-point percentage. He is shooting 35.2%. Only two years has he shot worse from three-point three point land. One of them was a couple years ago when he only played 29 games. So, I mean, that's a huge outlier. And then the only other year that he was worse than this year was 2014-15. So his second year in the league, shot 34.3%. And he was only shooting, let's see, seven attempts back then. Now he's shooting 8.6, only making three per game. So 35.2%. It's just not... I mean, you just it's just not to the level that you need from a dude that was billed as the closest thing to Steph Curry. It's been a huge disappointment. And, I mean, we gave him some time. We thought, just like with most players, it takes a while to get into it, get into your groove in the season. You get your legs underneath you. 
you start shooting better. And he definitely did. He had a couple stretches in December where he was lighting it up. Um, but we still haven't had those Dame time moments. Like, he'll hit a couple clutch shots at the end of games, but he's never been on fire. Like, there's maybe two moments where I'd say we got close, where it was like back-to-back possessions. He came down and knocked down a three. And it was like, oh, this is what we want. This is what we need. This is what we traded for. But other than that, he hasn't been able to do it. Every single time he shoots, I don't think it's going in. That's pretty bad considering you traded for this dude and he's supposed to be the, the, the superstar to pair with Giannis that's going to lead us to the promised land. And that's the, the other problem. He's shooting this poorly with a dude like Giannis on his team. Giannis is drawing so much attention, you'd think it, it would help Dame. And yes, Dame is drawing a ton of attention as well because he's still got a ton of respect. Defenders don't want to let him free. But you'd think that with this incredible offensive talent that we have on this team, Dame would get better shots, open looks, and he would shoot a higher percentage. That's what you'd think, but it's just not the case so far. So that's been a huge disappointment. There has been some good things, like obviously his ability to get to the free throw line. Uh, That keeps us in games. That's obviously the only reason he's averaging 25 points a game this year. He's been getting to the line. He's knocking down 90, 91% of them. So that's good. But as far as everything else, the shooting has been a huge disappointment. The cohesion in the offense, I feel like, has been a disappointment. Um, Turnovers have been bad. And then defensively, I don't think he's been a complete liability. But he has a lot of moments where he has those lapses. Like just last night, he missed a huge box out. Uh, gave up a tip in to kind of seal the game. And then in the Spurs game, he had, or maybe it was, I can't remember which game, Spurs or, no, it was the Pacers. Pacers game, he looks to the sideline for some reason. And as soon as he turned his head, Tyrese Halliburton just burns him, just goes right by him. It was like one of those moments where your controller died when you're playing uh, NBA 2K. And so it's just very frustrating. He has not lived up to, the promise and the expectations that we all had for him. And when I ask more casual fans, fans that aren't as entrenched in the Twitter discourse, they aren't super online, but they still watch all the games. Like my parents are a perfect example of this. Uh, my family is a perfect example of this. They still desperately miss Drew Holiday, and they would rather have Drew Holiday than, than Damian Lillard a guy that we consider a superstar. So that tells you all you need to know about the start of this season. And despite that, we're still second in the East, which is good. But I can tell you right now, this team, as presently constructed, is not winning a title if everybody else is healthy. It's just not happening. Like, they're not good enough. And... We had our we had our worries at the beginning of the year about Coach Griffin. Um, the first four games of the season were really rough, and everybody with cool and calm, collected thoughts said, "Hey, we need to wait. We need to give this some time to play out. If they're still struggling by January, February, then I'll be worried." 
Well, the offense played has gotten better. The offense has been okay. We've been no, we're number two in points per game. But all of the same issues from the beginning of the season with the defense and the personnel still exist. That hasn't gotten any better. So can we worry now? Are we able to criticize? I don't think all of this is on Griffin, and I'm not saying that. Because the players, they go out there. They're the ones that have to execute and play with energy, play with maximum effort all the time. And clearly, they are not doing that. Whether it's because they don't believe in the coach or it's just that it's the regular season. This is an older team. They just don't want to give that effort. And they won't give that effort every night, much unlike a lot of the younger teams that we see. It, it's I'm not sure. But either way, it hasn't looked good. It hasn't gotten much better. The offense is, is fine. But I still just... The offense, despite the offense being fine, they're still not living up to what they could potentially be. And that's because Dame has struggled so much. So next, wanted to get into some of the players' comments recently. So first off, um, Malik Beasley, he had an interview with Chris Haynes after the Pacers games, after we lost both of those games. And he was kind of talking to Chris Haynes about his decision to sign with the Bucks, how he ended up going there, um, and how he was not promised, but pretty much promised that he would be a starter on this team and he'd have a chance to win a title. So that's kind of why he chose to go to Milwaukee to try and rebuild his image reputation. Um, with a with a good team, much like Bobby Portis a few years ago, and he took less money to come here, and he's been really good offensively, like shooting 46% on threes. That's insane. He's been great. Every time he shoots the ball, you think it's going in, unlike what I said about Dame earlier. But it was really funny that the very next game against Houston, right after he had this interview, talking about how he's he had the chance to start. Adrian Griffin decides to bench him in the second half, and he was not wrong. That was a great decision. Uh, he benched him to start the second half, and Andre Jackson Jr. started in place of him. Now, I'm not the biggest Andre Jackson Jr. fan, but clearly, like this starting lineup, despite how good they've been so far, um, they just need more defense. They need more energy. And you're not going to take Dame out. You're not going to take anybody else out. I mean, I would like them sometimes to take Chris out of there and put a big, better defender in there. But the easiest person to remove from that starting lineup is Malik Beasley. They did that, and the defense was much better in the second half. Now, the Rockets aren't some incredible offensive team, but you could just tell the energy that him, Andre Jackson Jr., and Marjan Bochamp bring. It's so contagious. And I thought it was really positive. Andre Jackson didn't play too much because he just, he's not an offensive threat at all. I really, I'm actually not a big Ajax fan. If you listen to this podcast, you already know that. I just can't stand how passive he is offensively. He could have a wide open layup. 
and he'll turn around and chuck it out to somebody behind the three-point line. It's too much like Ben Simmons to me. I just don't respect those types of players. Love his energy, love his effort, uh, but he just doesn't provide anything offensively. Marjan, though, he's been really good defensively. I feel like because he has occasionally he has these confidence issues where um, he's not trusting his shot, he's he has problems fumbling the ball, but I just think it's all due to him not getting consistent playing time and still being a second-year guy in the league. He's still trying to figure everything out. But every time I see him out there, his defense is so much better than the rest of the guys at the point of attack. He's just, he's able to move his feet. He's long. He's athletic. That's what we need. We need way more of that. And I thought he gave really, really good minutes in that game against the Rockets. He played a ton. So props to Adrian Griffin for finally making that move. Um, Definitely not saying that Beasley can't play. But I just think we definitely need more minutes from Marjan and Ajax. But uh, I think the ideal starter for the time being is Marjan. So next player that had some stuff to say after this Houston Rockets game was Giannis. Uh, Clearly very frustrated with the team's play. Uh, Just a lot of talk about the team underperforming. So they asked, someone had asked him um, about their defense and just the team in general, what they need to do better. And this is what Giannis says, quote, we have to be better. We have to play better. We have to defend better. We have to trust one another better. We have to be coached better. Every single thing, everybody has to be better. Everybody. Starts from the equipment manager. He has to wash our clothes better. The bench has to be better. The leaders of the team have to be more vocal. We have to make more shots. We have to defend better. We have to have better strategy. We have to be better. Yeah, that's pretty obvious, but you just don't. I mean, Giannis does say all these types, regular types of like cliches, like we got to be better. We got to practice harder. We got to. Build great, build better habits, get, get better each day. He always says that kind of stuff. But, I mean, he's not just talking to nobody. I'm not saying he's singling out a single person. He's not singling out Dame. He's not singling out Coach Griffin. It's everybody for sure. I mean, I'd feel the same way. He, Giannis put up 48 last night. He's been absolutely incredible this season. Just dominating. Super effective, super efficient, and the rest of the team just is not there with him. But he did say quite a few things. <laughs> he mentioned we have to coach, have to be coached better. We have to have better strategy. Like that's clearly a shot at the coaching. Um, whether you want to see that or not, I don't care what you think. Like that's clearly a shot at the coaching. And he might not be malicious. I'm sure he's not being malicious. He's not calling him out on purpose, like, to make things, I don't know. I don't think he has bad intentions with it, is what I'm trying to say. But, like, just the things that the scheme, like, it just doesn't make sense. We just don't have the personnel to be pressing all the way up beyond the three-point line. Because every single time we do that, 
the ball handler just burns right past their guy, puts Brooke in a terrible position to guard two guys, his guy, and then the guard with the ball. And it's just a recipe for disaster. Like the guys just cannot stay in front of their, their man. So the pressure that Griff wants this team to apply just does not, it just doesn't fit. And that hasn't changed. So I think he's just lost here. Let me try and find this other uh, quote from Giannis. He goes deeper on kind of what he's seeing out there. One second. All right. So here's a longer quote from Giannis after last night's game. Offense is going to be there some nights, and some nights it's not going to be there. Your defensive effort, though, has to be there. And defensively, our effort was not there. There was no pride. Guys were just driving the ball, straight line driving, getting to the paint, overhelping, shooting threes, offensive rebounds. There was nothing. This was not the Milwaukee Bucks. This is not who we are. The second half, we were better. Third quarter, we were better. Fourth quarter, we were better. We won both quarters. Yeah, we went out there and competed. We make it harder, pre-switch, fronted the post, put our hands put our hands on the ball, made it tough for them, got every rebound that we could. We made it tough. That's who we are. In the first half, we didn't do that, and it's not good, man, because right now we're playing a type of basketball, especially defensively, that is not us. We have to be better in order for us to win. We have to be better. We cannot just rely on our offense of scoring 130 points, 140 points every single night. It's not going to work that way. It's not going to work that way. So, like, that's everything that fans have been saying and we've been watching. Just burning their man, straight line drive, straight to the hoop. And then all of the effort stuff we've been terrible at. Offensive rebounding, getting back in transition, those two are the main ones. So Giannis clearly sees it, the team knows it, but nothing's changed, and that's where I'm confused. So, I don't know. I'm not saying we fire the coach. It's not what I'm saying. But I do think that changes are going to be made with this roster, for sure. And if the players have it, like, just can't take it anymore, they've had enough, they're going to confront Griffin. Something's going to change. I'm not saying they're going to fire the coach. That's not not going to happen. I really don't think so. But all of the same issues that we had at the beginning of the year are still there defensively and with the roster. Trade deadline is coming up. Got another month and a half or whatever it is. John Horst is going to make some changes. It was funny listening to the Malik Beasley interview, and um, I think someone had asked John Horst or whatever about the roster, and uh, they're all just kind of saying how we like the guys we have, we just need more time to gel, uh, it's all going to be okay, there's not going to be any big changes. I just disagree with all of that. <laughs> I do think they need time to gel. And we're only 30-something games into the season. There's 82. We got plenty of time. But it's clear that this roster has some major flaws. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be changed. John Horst hasn't had a deadline where he doesn't make a move. It uh, doesn't always have to be a huge splash, but he's going to do something. People out there saying that Jay Crowder solves all these issues, you're insane. We watched it. 
he is definitely going to be helpful. It's going to be nice to have him out there, but if you're relying on Jay Crowder to fix these issues, you're just wrong. That's not going to happen. So we'll see. Deadline's coming up soon, but changes are definitely going to be made. I had a good stretch there where I would call somebody out on the podcast, say, oh, they're playing terrible. Like at the very beginning of the season, called out Malik Beasley and campaign. And then right after that, Beasley started making his threes, campaign started playing better. Then a month later, called out Bobby Portis. Bobby was playing terrible basketball. And right after that, he went on the best stretch of his season, had great shooting games, was putting up 20 and 10. And unfortunately, all of that has come to an end. And he's back to playing terrible basketball, just not winning basketball. He's slowing up the offense by holding the ball, trying to post up, and he's not making his jump shots. Campaign has been completely horrible. Like, he's not providing anything for you. Beasley, like I said, really struggles with his defense. Otherwise, I don't have too many complaints about him. But Dame... This is the Dame disappointment episode. Dame's been terrible shooting the ball. We expect more from him, and he needs to play better. We have high expectations because of who he is. So I'm hoping that my uh, my jinx works all the t- works again. Uh, calling out Dame, you got to play better. Hopefully, after this episode, he'll start to play better and finally make some shots. Because this is ridiculous. I wanted the Dame Inferno moments. I wanted the Dame who scored 71 points in a game last year. Where is that? I want the Dame that went head-to-head with Steph Curry in that All-Star game, making half-court shots back and forth. Like, where is this dude? I want the Dame who, in the clutch moments, is going to hit a step-back three and point at his wrist. Because it's Dame time. I don't... Where is it? Why is Tyrese Halliburton hitting his wrist saying it's Halley time more than Dame? It's not fun. So that's it. Hopefully this uh, bad stretch of games comes to an end. Hopefully they can get back on track. But if you're listening today on Sunday, hopefully the Packers go and beat the Bears, continue that dominance, make a postseason, uh, clinch a postseason berth, Jordan Love has been great. He struggled at the, he had a great start to the season, then struggled quite a bit. And he's really figured it out in the last few weeks of the season. So that's been super promising. I think, uh, I think that this year has been a complete success because of that. We have the youngest team in the league. The wide receivers look really good despite being the youngest wide receiver group in the league. Like, There's some promising stuff with the Packers, so super excited about that. If you're listening after, hopefully the Packers won and we can celebrate and kind of forget about this rough stretch of Bucks basketball. But thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in the next one. Peace.